I watched. Um, you watch Loki? No, I don't have Disney right now. No. Trash House Street. Sadness. Anyway, it's um, spooky season. It is spooky. spooky yeah, this would be Halloween. Shit, what were we talking about before? I said you watched something. Oh, so I got in last week. Yeah. Oh, it is October fourteenth. Yes. So this the will day hope, after Friday oh, the thirteenth. There was a movie years ago called Saturday the fourteenth. It is. It was playing last night. It was, it was yeah. a, I don't remember it. I remember the name, but it's supposedly real cheesy and campy. It's bad. Like I. That's if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, for some reason, like like something Rob Zombie showed popped up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I've always struggled with the ideas like whether I like White Zombie. Yeah. I just don't know. So I was listening to Thunder Kiss 65. It's a good song. It's a good song. And then it popped up. It was like the O'Keefe Foundation 11-year-old sings Thunder Kiss 65. Okay. So I watched it. Mm-hmm. And it's whatever. It's good. Like the girl's like fucking creepy. It's like a program in Florida and they just do like music cool. for kids. Mm-hmm. The one I got kind of obsessed with is um, a whole bunch of kids at a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Singing Shimmy Shimmy Ya by ODB. Really? Well, they cut out basically anything dirty, which is 99%. <laughs> so it's it's literally, uh, give me the mic so, so I could take, you know, I could take it back. And there's no, Yeah, and Shimmy Shimmy Ya, and then everything else you can't say. It's just boop, boop, boop. Well, they just, yeah, basically. But yeah, it's like hypnotic. And I don't know how we got in that subject. I don't either. But yeah, I don't have um, Disney, so I do not watch it. I watched the first episode yesterday. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. But, it's, um... I had to remember what the hell fuck happened. Like I knew what happened, but mm-hmm. it took me a minute. So, yeah. but it, it wasn't bad. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I uh, took Victor to his first colonial theater. Yeah, I saw. So I want to ask you about this. Yeah. So, so there's Nightmare on Bridge Street. There's three movies. It was Jason X. Uh-huh. Um, I saw parts of Jason X. I remember just being so turned off and thinking it was stupid. Which one is Jason out. X? The one in space. Oh, yeah. So I've never seen that. Um, Freddy versus Jason, which I never saw. Saw in the theater. And then Saturday the Fourteenth. Uh-huh. So Victor's like. I, I want to go. I want right. to go. So we went and... Victor, and who got freaked out at the Oddities Convention. Yeah, but he also liked Aliens. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And he wasn't super freaked out about Resident Evil. He was just more pissed Michelle Rodriguez died. <laughs> He's my son. Um, <coughs> so. Michelle Rodriguez is your son. <laughs> she is. Mm. My beautiful, beautiful, yeah. pretty son. Yeah. So he wanted to go, and so he came in. They only charged him for me. Like, they all uh, were like, they were like, oh, I'm like, whatever mm-hmm. you need to charge me. Yeah. Like, I don't care. They're like, I'll just charge you. I'm like, this is his first, like, hard mm-hmm. thing. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, sweet. Saw Lombardo and his wife. Uh, Garofalo was there. Yeah. Uh, Bob Trey. Like, the, all the whole crew was the there. The crew, yeah. And they were, like, super happy. I saw Troll. I forgot to tell uh, no. Mark that. Just saw a bunch of people, and everyone was like, oh, like, so happy to meet Victor. And, like, mm-hmm. Jason X. Yeah. Imagine. Aliens and Jason's the alien. Yeah, all right. It's like almost exi- there's a lot of a lot of the okay, same no, I got stuff. It. Yeah. It's like kind of uh, it, I was like, wow, this is a lot like Aliens. Mm-hmm. It kind of blew my mind how much it was like it. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of sex either. He, Victor mm-hmm. got to see some boobs, some boobies, and then he was laughing because as soon as people start having sex, like Jason comes alive. He just but, kills it. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was good. I, mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it. We yeah. were gonna stay for Freddy versus Jason, like. 
Victor like asked the qu- a question when they were talking and yeah. stuff. He was like, "What? M- what was MTV like? Or what's MTV?" Uh, and I was like, "I watched did, Catfish I said, all day." Only. I said, "Did everyone wither like it was the Raiders of the Lost Ark?" Because <laughs> yeah, I would. And they thought, yeah, like they thought he was adorable. Then we started watching Jason versus Freddy, and the whole concept of Freddy Krueger. I don't think Victor, like Victor's kind of like, meh, I think it's time to go. So, yeah. um, which I'm kind of glad because Freddie really freaked me out. And that's something yeah. I have enough problems with him staying in his bed. So mm-hmm. like, um, but he, he enjoyed it. He wants to go like see more stuff. Uh, so what was this? Is it that Freddie is like hamburger face or? Um, I think it's just, he abducted children and killed them. And uh, then the um, parents came and killed him. And then the, so, he haunts these children in their dreams. Well, that's a lot of, like, you know, whatever. Because <laughs> he's like, well, what's Freddy's backstory? And I was like, well... You just don't say it. <laughs> well, they they did a recap. So he was oh, like... Right. Uh, so they're just like, um, yeah, I think it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Which was fine. It, yeah. it was it was a good time. Um, yeah. And that was for my Friday the 13th. Oh, good. It was a good time. So how, how are you? I haven't seen you in well, three weeks. Well, I've had quite the adventure, Jamie. So, Ciao. So, first off, the last podcast, mm-hmm. which would actually be at this point probably two podcasts ago, I was all set to put out at the end of September. Mm-hmm. Actually had it edited down and went to go through it and put in some music. Yes. And we were doing that because of, um, I was trying to get out ahead of Jacket Thief's release. Yeah, yeah. On a Monday... At ten a.m. by ten a.m. Monday, I find out I have to fly to Italy Thursday, yep. which means I have to leave Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, first thing I did not realize until later uh, on the Friday of that week, the Italian baggage handlers were having a one-day strike, so uh-huh. it fucked up air travel. Okay, so they tried to push everyone either ahead of certain dates or behind certain dates. I got the last. Tick seat ever on the plane. I mean, maybe who knows? Uh, go into Milan, Italy, mm-hmm. and I'm scrambling around trying to do all this shit because it's really not to fly internationally with no prep. It's like not that much time. Yeah, I'm dealing with these fucking squirrels. Oh, I have like this insane squirrel infestation, or had it, mm-hmm. and they've been destroying my yard. And I've been guys coming out and trapping them. And I think we finally got it. Didn't yeah. care, of. but anyway. Fucking hate squirrels. Anyway, I'm like the anti uh, Michael Lee, I guess. Yeah, well, my mom used to hate them too. Yeah, if I lived in a less populated neighborhood, you would have <laughs> shot him. I would, yeah, I would have shot him. My grandmother used to. Uh, my grandfather used to shoot him. A lot of people, like I know, my grandmother used to have my uncle come over and just shoot him, <laughs> and she just talk about how much she hated squirrels, and I was like, oh, grandma, you got to come down a bit. I understand. Well, you're like a grandma now. So. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. Wednesday, first thing that happens, I go to check in. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so busy during the week that I can't check in until about two hours. Like, I'm getting uh, like four hours before. Okay. I'm waiting for a car to pick up. My name is fucked up on my reservation. I call, and because, long story short, because air travel so fucked up, I have to rebook my ticket Ugh. on the same flight for $3,000. Now, I am a, I don't talk about what I do, I'm a corporate stooge. I have a corporate card. I am unable to use my corporate card. I have to put it on my personal credit card. Ugh. And I did get reimbursed. Oh, that's good. But I was like, this looks as fishy as fuck. Yeah. Have to go flat to Newark. No real problems getting there. I do notice, I think leading up to that, <laughs> I had like a little cough. Uh-huh. Like a little, like just nothing. It was like a weird thing. I was like, maybe it's just this it's changing, weather's changing, allergies. 
Who knows? Your body's changing. Um, fly, no problem. Get out. Land in Milan, Italy. And go to my hotel. First major problem. For reasons unknown, hotels were very hard to get in Milan. There were other people from my work at the place I had to go and they all said the same thing like the one guy was like yeah I've been here a week I've had to change hotels three times because I oh, can't Jesus. reserve anything I, I call, get a taxi go drive into the hotel a holiday inn mm-hmm. and again I should have known uh, things were a little askew when I'm telling people like beforehand yeah I got this like I'm booked in this holiday inn in Milan and people are like there's a holiday inn in Milan? with mild alarm mm-hmm we're driving down the highway. Uh, in Italy, everyone drives like a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And like I see this building, almost a skyscraper that looks like it's utterly contemned. It's just graffiti, graffito tagged from head to toe. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's an interesting building. That's your hotel. And my hotel is next to it. So that's the first bad sign. So this hotel was, no joke, it was it was in the middle of a ghetto. Mm-hmm. Like it was bad. It was, it was in, in this country... You would not stop your car. And I guess, like, in all fairness, the hotel was okay. They're, like, these tourist hotels that people just, like, they book packages and they stay there at night and they take shuttles into the seas during the day. There's, like, nothing around. The only restaurant place to really eat is the hotel itself. I do go for a walk um, to explore. This one I discovered um, in a ghetto. Like, there's, like, just beer and wine bottles everywhere. You smell, like, dead things. Half the buildings are condemned. The other half have security gates. I walk basically a mile and a half to a Lytle. Okay. Which is the only other thing around. It was very clearly not... I was not welcome there. You've seen, like, movies that take place after the apocalypse and stuff. Yeah. Especially in a lower-budget movie, there might be, like, a, a local market where it's just, like, cheap shelves and just random things on the shelves. That's what this light will look like. It looked like it looked like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So I buy um, water. I buy some power bars and some Stelladora breadsticks. Mm-hmm. Snacks, snacks that would end up being the entirety of my food for the next three days. Other thing about Italy, the the showers are like these weird half showers where they're not completely enclosed. So like you have half. Half a, a piece of plexiglass mm-hmm. and the other half, which means basically every time you take a shower, water spills everywhere, which would be somewhat acceptable if they gave you more than one towel. <laughs> Next morning, we go to the site. Um, about halfway through, I'm like, huh, I think I might be getting sick. Then I'm like, I'm sure it's just jet lag. Yeah. I'm probably fine. An hour later, I knew I was getting sick. So did not, like, ate breakfast in the hotel, did not eat lunch. By the time I got home, back to the hotel, I was too sick to eat dinner. This is Friday. Uh, Saturday, we were supposed to go back to the site. I was unable to go. And at that point, I was pretty sick. I'm like, I need something. So, like, I'll go to a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been to Europe before, Jamie. Have you ever uh, had to go to a pharmacy? Um, I don't think. I don't remember. You'd remember, I think. So in certain countries, this is how pharmacy works. So, you know, in America, say you, you went out and you wanted, like, aspirin. Yeah. Um, and you could go to a supermarket. Yeah. Or basically any place and buy aspirin. You can't do that in Italy. You cannot buy anything over the counter in Italy. Okay. I'm talking, like, anything above toothpaste. So, you have to go to a pharmacy 
and talk to a pharmacist and describe your symptoms and they decide what they're going to give you, if anything. Okay. The other hitch is it's Saturday at this point. Everyone closes at 12. Yeah. I spend 45 minutes trying to get a taxi to take me to the next town over. The closest pharmacy is 30 minutes away. It takes 45 minutes because taxis just aren't coming. Yeah. I go, then begin arguing with the pharmacist, trying to get Tylenol. I cannot take NSAIDs. I cannot take anti-inflammatories. I cannot take a lot of things because of medical conditions. The guy is like, no, you can take this. You can take this. Finally, he gets, he sells me something. Like, yeah, you, I'm pretty sure you can take this. And he basically gave me stuff because it was time to close. Uh, 45 minutes later, when I got back to the hotel, I looked this stuff up. And it was stuff I could not take. Around this time, the first fever starts to kick in. Um, I'm like, I'm just going to try to sleep for an hour. I'll get a late lunch in the hotel. And then I can just like sleep and make it to the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, hotel doesn't open for dinner or lunch at all. Or dinner. So they don't open for any meals that day. So again, at this point, I'm too sick to go out. I'm just eating my power bar, drinking my water, um, taking, taking showers and trying... To use the same towel to mop up the water because it's the only way it can get core temperature up. Uh, people back home are kind of worried and they're sending me the one that's like, do you want to come home early? I was like, I looked, I can't come home early. They're always like, you should go to these doctors. I'm like, thanks. And but all oh, these doctors are closed. It's Saturday. <laughs> I'm a lot. I book a taxi. Actually, I book, quote, limousine service, unquote, to pick me up. Mm-hmm. Saturday night is fucking hell. I'm running fevers all night. I don't have anything to knock down the fever. I had this delightful hallucination that there are these little, like... They were little bottles, honor bar shooter bottles. Okay. But they had hands and legs like you'd see in, like, a 30s cartoon. And they were climbing up my leg, and they were trying to tip themselves in my mouth to poison me. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, it was great. Or Sunday, I get up, stagger, drink the last of my water discover that the limo service has canceled go down get get breakfast and i'm like yeah they really half-assed this breakfast this morning it tastes like shit mm-hmm. that's Is called that's called foreshadowing <laughs> yes jamie that's called foreshadowing basically i go the i go to the asshole I, i'm able to get a taxi i go to the asshole airport where nothing's marked um i end up standing for six hours because there's no place to sit in this shitty airport um, get on the plane, order a Coke. I'm like, that's weird. This Coke is really bitter. Maybe I don't like Coke anymore. I haven't had a Coke in a while. Go through another couple rounds of fever, fever chills, fever chills. Like, they would not have let me have flown like two years, like a yeah. year ago. Get to the airport, no problem. Well, you spread your COVID all over that place. Uh, Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them all. Uh, shit country. So I get I get there. I have, I have someone taking me from Newark to Philly. Old guy, racist. Starts talking about how we should send all the Mexic, all the drug addicts back to Mexico, and <sighs> the saving grace was we eventually got close enough to Philly that we could get the fucking game. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, put on the game, put on the game. I just want to pass out. I go home, stagger in, take a COVID test, and after all that, legitimately surprised when it lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. Um, Did you ever have COVID before? No, okay. first time. Yeah, it lights <laughs> up really quick. I was like. You're like, dude, do. And then I was like, well, that explains a lot. Yeah. And then, like, that night, I had the sweat. Like, I sweat so bad, I thought I had pissed my pants. It was a rough, unfun trip. Do you take any medications like Tylenol on trips with you? I usually do, but because I was so... you're rushed or whatever. I was so rushed, I forgot. Like, I also take, like, uh, I'm a big believer in Fisherman's Friend. Mm-hmm. 
Things no, like, I usually do. I just yeah. some people don't do that. I always do yeah. things like uh, I take could, Pepto and like Tylenol. I took. I did have Pepto. Mm-hmm. I take Pepto, Tylenol, like some sort of lozenge. I think like anything containing like ephedrine is illegal in Italy. Okay. I'm wanting to stop me. Um, so I did not have a fun probably week after that. Now yeah, I remember texting you in Italy, and I'm like, "Get me Italian puss," and yeah. you did not answer me. Yeah, I probably I was like, they couldn't." I was like. And then I was like, fine. Now, Maybe a hooker killed him. <laughs> I would have loved it. I just wanted to die. Um, now, skip ahead a couple days before. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting in line to get my COVID booster. Yeah. And I I hesitate to say it, but I'm pretty, I'm 80% sure I got COVID. From that, you think? While waiting, while oh. waiting in the pharmacy to get, now it sounds like, it sounds like a story I'd be telling on Tim Pool, like, yeah, and then the fucking spendicrit. I was convinced. I was brainwashed. <laughs> so, it, it just, it's just... It fucking... has been going around, though. Like, we had yeah. a little bit of an outbreak yeah. at my work. Not, I wouldn't even say it was an outbreak. We had, like, three to four people. So, so it was not a great <laughs> experience. Uh, <coughs> I'm actually, now that I'm better, I'm coughing more. I'm fine. COVID. My COVID cuties. Yeah, your COVID cock away from me. My COVID. Anyway... That's a long way of saying, let's talk about music. Yeah, let's talk about music. So, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to talk about Open City. Yes. Open City. Hands in the Honey Jar. It came out this month, October 6, 2003. Sorry, half wish. 2023. Off Get Better Records, which is out of Philly. Open City's out of Philly. Philly. It's their second full-length LP. The people in the band are Dan Yemen from um, Lifetime, Kid Dynamite, Paint It Black, Andy Nelson, who's been in a shit ton of, mm-hmm. of stuff, like Kid Dynamite, uh, Ceremony, stuff like that. Rachel uh, Rubine, she's the, the female vocalist, and Chris Wilson. Mm. And how would you explain this band? We, I believe I reviewed them before, whenever they had their, mm-hmm. their first one out, which was like two or three years yeah. ago. I would just say <laughs> post-punk, hardcore punk. Yeah. Philly po- like it, It's like, they really remind me of Gouge Away. Also, they, yeah, Gouge Away. And I think that's why I like this album Almost, so like if War on Women did an album that was yes, about something else. Like, yeah, mm-hmm, like it had a, um, like if, if War on Women would have kind of stuck to their roots to a point, I'm not talking shit yeah. on them, but like I don't really, I'm not into where they went. Yeah. But, they kind of have this gouge away, mm-hmm. um, and it's funny because gouge away like like Christina is a like it loves like Lifetime, yeah. Dan Yemen and mm-hmm. shit. So it's just kind of funny. Um, has that like just post punk like that Fugazi like just the just a different vibe going yeah. through, and I thought it worked really really well. Mm-hmm. So the first song is gassed, and that kind of like starts it off. It's more or less a song about sick of singing about the same shit for the last twenty years and nothing yeah. changes. So you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is gonna be a. Mm-hmm. A happy-go-lucky album here, mm-hmm. um, but it was really good. Um, I just think it's it's a great opening track. It sets a tone. Um, it's good. Like it, it was more like a hardcore punk. Not to me, it's more hardcore. All the yeah. hardcore sound um, with like a poppy chorus. Mm-hmm. Like like I can tell like Dan, Dan Yemen songs like that that vein of stuff. It just the choruses are really catchy. Yeah. And, uh, so that was gassed. Uh, lukewarm, another catchy song. I love that her voice goes from like screechy to melodic harmonization. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Fever Dream. This is when I'm like, wow, this has a really gouge away feel. Post-punk feel to it. It's a cool, cool song. Really melodic. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Blitz Kids Stay Sick was um, 
the single off this album that mm-hmm. first came out. And that's, I believe it's Dan Yemen. I would guess he's singing. It's yeah. a guy singing. And it, like, obviously, it reminds me of Paint It Black. Which, mm-hmm. Paint It Black is coming out with a new album in November. Yeah. I did a single not that long ago. And this song's more or less like the world is coming unraveled mm-hmm. and it's really angry and shit. Good shit. Uh, no One Thinks About You More Than You. This is one of my favorite songs yes. on the album. More melodic, post-punk. Um, it's slower, but kind of like you get, like it has a groove going to it. Mm-hmm. Good shit. There's only so much I can say about all these yeah. songs. Return Your Stolen Property is Theft. They kind of remind me of a little bit of a mannequin pussy popped in my head. Yeah. Um, I love her vocal dis- like delivery in it. I like how she just kind of goes from like a spoken word um, to like just screeching and like, like singing. Mm-hmm. And that carries over to the next song, Carry Us. I love this. I love how she's like this lo-fi spoken word, how she's just like, and she's like starts screaming. Like it's, it's very cool. That remind me a little bit of Warm Women as well. It's a really cool song. Destin, love the guitar riff. Yeah, that's the one I really like. I like yeah, this, this album. Super fucking catchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with Wolf, and it kind of starts where it begins, and it's more like up, like on the hardcore side. Of and I fucking love this album. I said it has like that more women, like gouge away. It's, mm-hmm. I would say it's more post-punk than uh, the first album. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love the riffs. I like the vocals, the subject material. It's, it's a really good second LP. Um, I really enjoy it. I was like really digging mm-hmm. this album. And it has like, Kid Dynamite Lifetime like mm-hmm. feel to it um, as well. And that they're some of my favorite bands. So, mm. yeah. Um, Open City Hands in the Honey Jar from Philly and um, check it out it's really really good shit yeah really good I really enjoyed it me as well so we're gonna talk about what is more or less a we'll say a mainstay of Tri-South Street okay Cherry Glazer okay so Cherry Glazer um, this album is I Don't Want You Anymore this came out September 29th off Secretly Canadian Mm -hmm. Uh, Cherry Glazer is more or less Clem Creevy yes with Sort of like people rotating in and out. Mm-hmm. I think she largely recorded this by herself. She she's like credited on playing all the instruments, mm-hmm. and I think also like I think his name is Sam Ives, the producer. Like the, her bassist from the last album is plays like supplementary bass on this album, okay. and they have a guy playing trumpet. And how to describe this album? Now now this is uh, Cherry Glazer's one two three fourth release. Okay, I was gonna say third. We've fourth. done. Three. So the only one we haven't. Haxel Princess is, I think, the one that they, the she. COVID w- one. No, that's yeah. the one she released on SoundCloud. That's okay. when she was fifteen. Oh shit. Then Apocalyptic, okay. stuffed and ready. We both. I've both done on this podcast. Okay. And yeah, now okay. This one. No. This Glazer sound is very hard to describe. It's a little too angry to be dream pop. It's a little too rocky to be folk. Mm-hmm. It's like its own thing. Okay. I don't think I can particularly compare it to anything. This is definitely her COVID album. In a little blurb on the band camp, Clem was been touring basically nonstop since I was about 15. So COVID forced me to stay at home and I basically did a lot of self-assessment and soul-searching. Yeah, that's, that's what I said it on the band camp though. And Which this, I, I was surprised this was Cherry Glazer. You could call this Bad Relationship the album. Oh my God, I was like, wow. And not like not like when someone else sings about Bad Relationships, as we'll talk about later in this podcast, <laughs> but a different guy. Like this is... Um, this, this should be called the Bad Relationship yes. episode. It opens with "Addicted to Your Love," and it has this like like really grungy acoustic guitar at the beginning, mm-hmm. and we do some table setting for this theme of the theme of this album, which is being self destructive in relationships. 
This is a, I thought this was very different. I'm like, am I listening to the same thing? Yeah, I was surprised. I, I thought you gave me the wrong link, no. and I was like, no. I could tell her voice, but I was like... Like, you know, like a lot of people will use like, drugs as a metaphor for love. You know, your love is a drug, blah, mm. blah, blah. I feel like this is almost the first song, like, song ever that uses love as a metaphor for drugs. She's like a heroin addict spiraling she's out like of control. She's like a fucking... She's like a love dope fiend. Um, yeah. It's bad. It is so great. she's going through withdrawal. Yeah. And that's it. And this is like a very... There's like a lot of melancholy and despair in this song. Yes, I agree. And I was just like... I was like, why did you choose this? You're uh, trying to kill me. <laughs> um, I actually... This one I knew... I, went, I definitely went to listen to this album. Mm-hmm. I say you both um, without listening to either. Okay. It did occur to me this is like... A, Probably not the right choice. Not the right choice for Jamie. Uh, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it reminded me from just listening to the other albums. This was like a, one, a big 180, I think, to a point where it's almost like she's trying to write these like revengey, obsessive, but like still trying to like charm your pleasures, like love songs. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> this like kind of at times sleazy type, not sleazy, but. You it's, know what I mean? There's it's like, like it's like BDSM the album too. It's like all this like self destruction, self. Yeah, it's just ugh. But trying to like still show your lo- like still like. But if you if you want to come back, I'm here. And it's a lot of <laughs> more synthy, and you know, bad habit is the name of mm-hmm. song. More synthy, and that bad habits is a relationship. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is kind of dancey. This album is as synth heavy as an album can I be agree, yeah. without being a new wave revival. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Ready for you, also very dancey. Has kind of a strut in the beginning. That's where I was um, like, "What am I listening to?" Like it, this, yeah, like, like this is this like underlying, just like like slut undertones. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. She seems to have this obsession with strippers. There's just something. There's something like I don't want to say sleazy or slutty because it's not that. Oh, it's like on the note, but like I, I don't even know. Like it's like the word. No, I know what you're talking about because it's. Cause, There's a better word for it. Like, yeah. But, sultry, maybe. Sultry? I don't know. I don't know, sultry. Like, I think... I think... Uh, and I'm going to say... I like, spoiler, I like this album a lot. This album makes me feel dirty like I've done something wrong. <laughs> I feel like someone, like, touched me improperly. It just... It leaves me, like... Like, feeling vaguely grimy. Yeah, like there's just... But like... in the best possible way. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bad Habit and Ready For You are essentially almost about the same thing. Just slightly different. Touched You With My Chaos. It's mm-hmm. a good song. Is this, has this anthemic dirge metal intro. The lyrics are like, uh, the revenge doodles of a 13-year-old that would like result in a parent-teacher conference and a trip to the guidance counselor once yes. the teacher sees. This is about guilt and the da- like about the damage you do to someone else by drawing them into your tainted relationship. Mm-hmm. Soft Like a Flower. That might be my favorite song. I really like Very, it. Is it because it's like, I like you killing me? And is that the one like, I want to be your dog? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I figured. <laughs> uh, it, it, anyway, it has this very interesting low-tuned grumbly guitar riff that almost doesn't fit in with the song, but it does. Um, it's pretty much being in love with someone who's bad for you and you just don't care. The refrain is, I like I like you killing me. <laughs> I like you killing me. Uh, it's like, <sighs> sugar. It's a Nirvana song. Yeah. Uh, very similar to Soft Like a Flower, but more about hating yourself than for being in the relationship than than being in the relationship and just like enjoying your your whatever. I watched the video for this. Mm-hmm. It's very jarring visually. I finally occurred to me. Yeah, yeah, Clem, Clem is really obsessed with strippers. 
Because, like, every strong has, like, almost every video has, like, a fucking stripper. Um, Golden, uh, they break out some horns of this one. It gives it this real surreal jazz club that's, feel. Yeah, that's a, that is a very different song with the... Yeah. Not much a sir, it's a very different yeah. song. My, my note is, Clem is really breathy when she's singing this album. Tech Duster Girl from Intervention. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's almost like she's like borderline manic and like like it, she's just going down. Yeah. Like she, um, now <laughs> she's reached her peak. Yeah. Wild Times is one very bubblegum poppy mm-hmm. and two almost optimistic. <laughs> almost, but not really. Almost. Shattered is very slow surreal. Has a lot of psychedelic accent business. And then finally, I don't want you anymore is the last track. It's pretty straightforward. It's kind of it's decent but I don't know. Like, I kind of ran out of steam. Like, it's... It's so much to take in. Yeah, and this this track, it's almost so normal relative to every other song in this album. It's like, eh. But... You're like, really, I think you're full of shit because you just went for 45 minutes. Yeah. Now you don't want... I don't want you. But I think she kind of... I don't know. Oh, I forgot to mention Eat You Like a Pill, which I think is about, like, fucking. (laughs) Anyway, that's it. It's, it's 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 a very interesting album. It's a bit of a it's challenging good. I album. I like it. Yeah. Like I, I said, listened to the whole thing and I was like, "What?" I had to take a brain. I had to wash my brain it's with it soap. Makes me sad. It does. It makes like I said. It's in that way you feel like you've done something <laughs> wrong. Take a but yeah. Happy happy time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to go or? Sure. Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Clem Creevy's sort of like the evil gutter version of Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo guts came out August eleventh. Um, I don't know. So, this is her second album. First, it's off Geffen? Yeah, I believe. Her first album was Sour. And that came out in July. Sorry, May of 2021. Which everyone knows. Good for you. Yeah. Everyone knows that song. You know she was in High School Musical, the series? I, oh, I, I'll say Tonight. I did because I read the Wikipedia right Yeah, before. me too. Because um, I wanted to see her influence and stuff. And it said like Jack White was like a big Jack White, uh, Fiona so, Apple, Gwen but Stephanie. the one thing that just floored me... Yeah. From listening to this, I'm like, Teenage Dream, I'm like watching the kind of the video they have going along, which mm-hmm. is the last song on the album, and they have 19 years old. <laughs> and I'm like, how fucking old is she? She's fucking 20. She wow. was born. She's born. She's 20, she's born in 03? Yes. She was born, sorry, this is taking forever. Born February 20th, 2003. She's fucking 20. That's all I want uh. to say. I liked Olivia Rodrigo. I liked her first song. Mark was really into the first album. Um, and then I heard the song Vampire. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And then I became obsessed with that song. So let's start with that beginning yes. of this album. All American Bitch. Uh-huh. Yes. Love this fucking opening track. It's fucking great. It has these sarcastic lyrics that build, and a build-up and like mm-hmm. pop sensibilities. I like when she's like, I'm pretty when I cry. Like yeah. the very end of this song is amazing. Yeah. I, I really like this song. Um, it's one of the singles off of it. It goes from there to Bad Idea. Which I ended up listening like five times in a row. This song? Yes. About her fucking her ex. It's pretty much her fucking her ex and her ex is an asshole and she's like, this is really a bad idea. But yeah. she talked herself into it yeah. and out of it. But and she's she lying to her, her friends. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good song. It's funny. Yes. It's like fun. Vampire... I like how angry it gets. It's so angry. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. I'm, I was obsessed with the song. It's like angry, pissed, feeling stupid. It's like venting about getting played and used, and it has all the feels. Yes. And I really like it. Yeah. The, the video is kind of weird. Yeah. So Lacey. Uh, La Femme Michelle? 
Oh my god. Lacey, so <laughs> yeah. I didn't really, I didn't listen to the lyrics, really. I was running, and then I, I almost oh. just stopped in my yeah. tracks. <laughs> it is amazingly lyrically, like, it's just, it seems like this really sweet song, but if you listen to yeah, it, it's, it's not. It's very obsessive. Because it's the same way, it's like a ballad, except yeah. it's, yeah. it's, um, pretty much obsessive, depressive, and defeating lyrics, and I can't get enough of it. I was seriously, like, floored, like, I was like, oh my god, this song is Well, there's a lot of me about how Lacey's, like, like, she's a demon or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she's just, like, this side You're of hell. The- Smart, sexy, lace, lacy. I'm losing it lately. I feel your compliments like bullets on my skin. Dazzling sc- starlit bardo reincarnate. Well, aren't you the greatest thing to ever exist? Oh, all right, <laughs> um, sure. But yeah, it's amazing song. Love it. Totally obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. Ballad of Homeschool Girl. It has this like '90s yep, feel I have, to it. I have Weezer shit. Real yeah, 90s vibe. yeah. It's really cool. I love- uh, Making the bed is like this sad song about. Um, just like hating your life more or yeah. less. Um, and I, it's either Making the Bed or Logic. One of them has like this Lou Reed walk on the wild side like kind of baseline going through yeah. there. But I can't remember which one it is. Logic is more or less staying in a bad relationship when you know it's bad and you feel shitty mm-hmm. about it but you still then you like hate yourself for yeah. staying in it for as long as you did. Get Him Back is like this cute not so angry revenge song. If it's, that makes that's sense. fun. I love uh, it. Yeah, it's, it's such a cool song. That's um... That's just fun. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting video. Because you don't know where it's going, and then, like, it's just kind of cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, Love is Embarrassing. Almost has a garbage feel to it, I have to say. Um, The Garbage, the band. Yes. Um, Pretty much how, like, love and feelings makes you stupid. (laughs) It does. It It really does. does. The Grudge is, like, a slow, sad song about letting go. Yeah. Uh, pretty isn't pretty has a smashing pumpkins like '90s feel to it. Pretty much about like body imaging, like her body image mm-hmm. and just nothing is good enough and how much she fucking hates herself. And then it ends on um, teenage dream, how she's 19 and she feels like she's 40. And normally I would punch her in the face. Yeah, that's like. A... But it works for her. Like she isn't like um, only 19. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like an old like it's about getting older, but it's not cheesy. It's like yeah. an old soul that gets it. If that makes sense. Yeah. She knows, like, she's like, I'm in the prime of my life. You're like, girl, you're fucking 19. Like, shut yep. the fuck up. You got mm-hmm. some time. But when you're a pop star, you know, you kind of... Yeah, you get used up. So, um, yeah, as I said, fucking wow. Um, mm-hmm. I absolutely love this. Uh, my only gripe is it gets a little too slow. Get him back is like a good breakup of yeah. that. I just feel like there should have been like another kind of like up upbeat song. Yeah. Other than that, like I don't really skip any songs on this. I really this like album. it. It's uh, it's really good. It's, it's a really good album. It's Doug up it. there for twenty twenty three yeah. for me. I think I don't know if I said it before on this. But I think I did, but I'll say it again. Like my first my introduction to Olivia Rodrigo was, it was a tribute to um, Carly Simon. Okay. And she was singing. Um, you're so vain. Mm-hmm. I kind of and she did it. a really good job, but my only problem was she looked too happy singing it. <laughs> yeah, I went back. It's, it's basically it's sort of a yeah. uh, You're so vain vibe. Yeah, I get But no, that. I really like her a lot. I like this album. It's great. Yeah, it's a really good album. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, she, other influence I remember, you said like Taylor, so her biggest influence was Taylor Swift, which mm-hmm. definitely I can see that. Yeah. Gwen Stefani, yeah. which a lot of stuff, like Bad Idea, right? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Her private, like her fucking sang. And yeah, yeah really it's good. really, really good. Yeah. All right. So because it was Halloween, Jamie, mm-hmm. I wanted to do something Halloween-y. Wieners, Halloween. So I searched hardcore as a tag. Yeah. And came up with 
Death, the Devil, and Dismember by Pumpkin Guts. Pumpkin Guts. This came out uh, the 13th, which was yesterday is the right time of the recording. 13th. They are out of Pikesville, Kentucky. I was wondering where they were from. They appear to be a five-piece. And pretty much everything I know about them is from watching this live video of them opening for a band called The Response. Okay. The end of uh, July. There's really almost nothing on them. Interesting. They yeah. had an album, an EP come out last year, last March. Well, it's weird. They sound really produced. Where, like, yeah. normally a band like this wouldn't. Not in a bad way. Like, they, they're a little too overproduced for my liking. Yeah. But. Hybrid horror punk from Pikesville, Kentucky. Inspired by scary s- stories to scare in the dark and other childhood traumas. Yeah. Scary stories after my time. I never read I remember them. it, but. It opens with The Worms Crawl In. The Worms. The Worms Crawl In. The Worms Crawl Like this slightly ominous piano rendition of The Worms Crawl In. Mm-hmm. Cuts into this news clip about book bands. Yeah. Uh, specifically, like, scary stories that yeah. I imagine to scare in the dark. And how the illustrations detail death, the devil, and dismember it. Hmm. So I don't know if this is an actual clip or it's reproduced or it's made up. But I did a little bit of research and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is considered to be the most challenged book series of the 1990s, according to the American Library Association. Hmm. And a lot of it has to do with the controversial graphic illustrations. Oh. So. Spooky. BLVCK. Opens with his vocal incantation. Mm-hmm. Very energetic. I mean, most of the time it's very like typical that like pop punky. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And it's um, like male female like dual vocals. Yeah. And this one is literally about how influential Scary Stories and Alvin Schwartz, who wrote the stories, was on the band. Mm-hmm. Oh, at no time I've been able to find out the name of the members of the band. They tend to call themselves like the guitar player wears like a wolf mask, so he is. He's wolf guts, Uh, and there's like scarecrow guts or whatever. And again, this is from a live video. The lead singer, the female lead singer, who dresses like a sort of Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh When she introduced herself, I could not hear what her Uh pump... I'm going to assume she's pumpkin guts. Oh, maybe. The Girl Who Stood in the Grave is a pop-punk retelling of the story of the same name. It is pretty catchy. You can really hear auto tuning in this one. Yes. And yes. the thing is, I'm not sure why because when I've li- like I watch some live stuff, she like she's perfectly fine singing. Yeah. I mean, she definitely you can hear her accent when they sing live. So I don't know if it was auto tuned to sing it out or she just wasn't confident or what. It was odd choice. Mm-hmm. More produced than you'd expect an. That's album what of. I was like. Yeah, kind of thrown a thrown a. Which, you gonna puke? Yeah. No. I got the hiccups. Well, you know, this is the part of the podcast you where puke, I puke. Yeah. Bur- no, I could use that tiny little garbage can. You could. Yeah. Really quick. Embers is sort of this instrumental track. It's about book banning. Then I was like, oh, Embers, because burning books. Oh, Clever. Um, they do mention the book Genderqueer, mm. which I have is on my f- very shelf behind you. What is that the fourth song or fifth song? Ember? It's the one, two, three, fourth song. Okay. So I skipped over from Out of High, which references another... Scary story yeah, song. Okay. It also sounds fucked up. Ghosts has like a different kind of punk energy than the the, the, up, the bright pop punk. It's about being friends with a ghost. And the ghost doesn't know he's a ghost until he discovers he's a ghost. It's a reveal. It's like in uh, Six Sense, yeah. Jump Scare has a lot of 80s energy. Uh, the Ghost of John is probably my favorite. 
It's harder, it's more aggressive. It ends with like the sustained note that leads into the worms crawl out, which is the longest song on the album, and it's actually like a, a very metal song. It's very different. So this is a fun little album. Yeah, I agree. It'd be something if you had a Halloween party you just put on or something. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they're just getting started, so we'll see what happens. Good yeah. luck to them. Bit reminiscent of like I was thinking like like Zombina and the Skeleton. Oh uh, yeah, I could see that. That kind Definitely. of stuff. Dolly Rot's vibes a little bit. And like the product, I could not find a lot on them. I watched some live performances. There's one where they're performing at a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping they just had some stuff roped off or people weren't walking in front of the camera. Because it looks like so like just empty. They do a good job though. They're really good. So I'm anxious to hear. Yeah, like I, I was just, as I said, thrown about with the overproduction of it. Because I'm like, I don't think it needs it. And I think it would Yeah, I would have liked it. Like, raw, and it's like how I like it too. Yeah, but you know. I like it raw. All right, Boomer. So, do you have any other music, or could I go? I got a couple of brief things. Um, Citizen had a new album out. I, I saw to. that. Yeah, um, I did listen to it. It's decent. There's one song that really stuck out to me. I forget what it's called because I listened to it a while ago. Um, what else do you have? Uh, Mary Bell had an album come out yesterday. Cool. Boy Genius, that EP came out. I did not have a chance to listen to it. I yet. didn't have. I didn't listen to it yet. I ordered it. Um, it just hasn't come yet. Um, yeah, me too. Full of Hell and Nothing have a split album oh. that I just ordered. Um, it's uh, one song's on um, Bandcamp. Yeah. Um, Filth is Eternal. Mm-hmm. This one uh, female fronted uh, hardcore punk band. Really good. Like, real dope. Ah! Like, Screamcore. Yeah. Really good. Um, Spell It Out, too. Do you remember that band, Spell It Out? Yeah. They kind of sounded like Kid Dynamite esque. They had an EP out. Um, I was going to review it and I kind of ran out. It, had, it came out in August. I might go over It's only like six songs, mm-hmm. but it, it was good. I, I really like that band. Oh. And then uh, Slater Kinney, my yes, beloved singer, yeah. announced uh, a new album, mm-hmm. which I called, by the way, because two days before, they sent out an a thing, a email basically like to re-up the mailing list and they changed their website. I'm like, new album. Mm-hmm. And they released their first single, which is Hell, which is, I got to process it more. It's very different. The, you're talking about... Uh, the, the, the single. Okay. Uh, the album's called Little Ropes. I think it comes out in January. Sort of the story that came out yesterday was that, I guess, Hell, the album is largely inspired by Carrie Brownstein's mother and stepfather dying in Italy last year in a oh, car wow. accident. Oh, fuck. And that's, that's what I said. And then yeah. um, apparently it was the embassy tried to call Carrie... And she had changed her number, so they didn't have the right number. Mm-hmm. So they had to call her emergency contact, which was Corin Tucker. So uh, can you imagine? Imagine if like someone called you and they're like, uh, "Yeah, you got to tell uh, Lucessa that Sharshar died." <laughs> and then I'm like, "I haven't heard from, back from Jamie I know, in Jamie two years, <laughs> or my mom. What a bitch!" <laughs> Fucking ass. But I can't imagine having to deliver that news. Yeah. Well. <laughs> When Mark's dad died, yeah, you, I told you that whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how no, I, 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 saw, I saw um, his cousin Marissa at the vet. Yeah, and I was picking up Asano. Asano was sick, um, and he mm-hmm. but he was getting better. And I see Marissa, and she's like, "Oh my God, I, I didn't have your or she calls." Yeah, she's like, "Um, I don't have Mark's. No, I didn't have the number. I, well, I'm gonna tell you, but um, it's kind of I don't know how to say it, but like, like Mark's dead." Mm-hmm. And I'm like. My, my Mark? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Oh, that's bad, yeah. <laughs> like, I just left 10 minutes ago. How did you know Mark's mm. dead? 
and it was his dad. So I had to go home uh-huh. and tell him that his dad died. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> um, I have a weird news to tell you. Your dad's dead. It you was should, just weird. You should play a game. You'd be like, let's play a game. Who has a living father? <laughs> yeah, we play. <laughs> oh, you just lost. Cause... Oh, and now it's none of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now we put our the notepads no on her head yeah. and we're like, guess, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> it's one word. Yeah. Aww. Not your mom. <laughs> you have something to talk about. A Hank. Rollins. Oh, yes, yes. So you do that first and then I'll, I'll finish you up. So, me. um, last week, I think it was October 4th. It, it, it was a Wednesday. Yes. Um, um, I still had COVID. Henry Rollins was at the Colonial. Um, and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, we were three rows behind, like we were th- three rows from the, from him. He talked nonstop yeah. for two and a half hours, did not even have a sip of water. And he was like right on. He was like actually really funny. Yeah. Um, it, it was a really good time. I like, connected. I saw a bunch of people I haven't mm-hmm. seen in a while. Got my picture taken with them. Yeah. And then I had an Uber home. Oh, really? Why? Well, I had my sister watch a Victor, and I was like, I don't think we're going to be any later than um, the very latest 11 o'clock. This oh. was at like 1030, and they were doing a Q&A. Yeah. So I just took an Uber home. It was a really good time. Did anything stand out? Story wise, um, he's talking about the death of his mom. How much of his like asshole his mom was? Oh, just, like mm-hmm. Kate's, like he, he had he was like abused. His mom was like an alcoholic yeah. and like, kind of a bitch. And he just said his mom lived in Philly for the longest. Oh wow! Yeah. Whenever he played the truck, they would go. Mm-hmm. And he said his mom was such a, an alcoholic, but nothing would kill her. Got COVID a thousand times. Yeah, was, like had, <laughs> had a stroke. Still, mm-hmm. <laughs> still didn't kill her. But yeah, he was just talking about his mom, and then he was talking about a stalker. He had this like Finnish stalker, oh. and, like, all this shit. Um, but it was it was good. It was I mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good time. He seemed shorter, like from the picture, shorter than I thought he'd be. Why? Because I was like as tall as him. I thought he'd be like eighteen feet tall. And Someone just, asked, "They're like, can I touch his bicep?" And they were like, "Fucking absolutely not!" Like, why like, would you do that? He yeah. was that. He was very personal, very kind. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even getting my picture taken with him. I was like, I don't like. Yeah. I'd like Henry Rollins. Like Mark's a bigger fan, but yeah. I, I'm glad I did. It was yeah. cool. That's I, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did watch some Henry Rollins videos on YouTube. Did you? A whole bit about him and Iggy Pop having a friendly rivalry. Every time, like he tries to out to Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop just would destroy him on stage. Yeah. Um, and he's just saying how fit like he is, but then he sees Iggy Pop and he's like, oh. Yeah. Well, the guy's like has zero percent body. Yeah. Made of rope. Anyway. <laughs> Trash out street. All right, everyone.